That's not your mother, it's a man, baby! One day soon I'm gonna tell the moon about the crying game. Since you wanna bring me on TV and tell secrets, I have a secret for you. I'm really a man. You're an ass. Shit! Fuck crap! Holy fuck! Damn it, bitch! Shit! 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 Fuck! What the fuck? Hi, welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Drigger. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. It's almost football season time, which means Matt will be ramping up his NFL protests. They largely consist of eating chips, drinking beer, and yelling out, damn, those black dudes and dreads are crazy fast. <laughs> like a super white and lazy Rosa Parks, everybody must do their part. Uh, I would like to point out, I know you and I differ on the national anthem protest. I think. I think we do. I mean, we both agree that it's idiotic. They actually play the national anthem and do all the crazy shit at the NFL games every week. Yeah. But in terms of the actual players' commitment to the protesting in the NFL, seems pretty weak, as evidenced by the fact not a single one of them protested during the off se- during the off season, <laughs> or no. Monday through Saturday. None of them seem to ever protest. There's like three guys, three NFL guys who are legitimately into like Black Lives Matter. One of whom is no longer working in the NFL, Kaepernick. Right. And there's a couple other guys who actually do like things in the community where they work with Black Lives Matter and, and police and things like that, trying to stop police brutality during the year. And the other, like, 1,200 guys don't give a shit till it's Sunday and they want to be part of the whole fist-raising or knee-taking. Well, I mean, what were they supposed to do? Like, show up to protests and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. How about that? Show up to NASCAR and take a knee during the No, there's, a, there's other – there's Black Lives marches all the time. There's protests all the time. You can, I mean, Kaepernick, to his credit or discredit, depending on how you feel about it, is doing shit throughout the year for Black Lives Matter and for, for you know – unjust police brutality protests and things like that. He's giving out grants. He's going to clubs. He's meeting with, like, uh, community associations throughout the year. There's shit you can definitely – and there are, like, I, they sh- I show, like, two or three guys in the NFL who are actually doing the same thing, and the rest of them are doing absolutely not a single thing uh, until it's, like, game time and they want to be – you know, it's peer pressure. So, although, as, as uh, uh, I think as Jason Whitlock said, he thinks maybe 10% of the NFL players are actually in favor of the protests – on mm-hmm. Sundays, and uh, the other 90% just don't give a shit. So. Well, he's kind of a weird Fox guy at this point also. Yeah, he is, but I think he's grounded in, like, he, I think he's a grounded dude and that he understands that these guys are just rich dudes who just want to show. So, I mean, I think he cares about the black. Well, if that's true, then why why are they risking their bottom line by taking the knee? I don't think You're they are. you it benefits them in other ways? No, I just think it's peer, I think it's peer pressure. Didn't you do stupid shit in high school in sports because uh, your, your buddies were doing it? I don't mean the anal sex romps. I just mean like <laughs> giving an F you. We're all going to give the finger to somebody. We're all going to do something that's going to get us in detention or some shit like that. I don't know. Maybe. Not, not that I can think of. I, I think the, um, the baseball and hockey teams were into the uh, – like the gay initiation stuff, <laughs> the soggy biscuits. I missed a lot of that, though. All of it, actually. Um, this week's Last Man Earth podcast is sponsored by Hollywood actors equivocating on which Me Too accused producer director to support or excoriate based completely on anecdotal evidence and convenience. 
There have never been a group of people with such strong jaw lines and weak backbones. Congratulations, Hollywood. You're the most self-serving people in the world. So there's this new, so the Me Too has now evolved to the point that like, now there's accusations against everybody. And then there are counter supports from the same people who accuse, you know, same group of people who accuse people of stuff based entirely on sort of their friendships with those people or their need to work with those people. Yeah, or they're they're like, desire, like, this guy's cool because, you know, he didn't he didn't rape me. So yes. I know that he's not a rapist. Yes, I, I love that. Like he can't be a pedophile because I've worked with him on two movies and I've never seen him. What rape a child, rape a child in front of me before. Like he's really I mean, the whole idea of like the zero we talk about the zero, me too is clearly a zero tolerance mentality, which is that any guy who does says or do is does anything that is like sexually suggestive or harmful or rapey in any way is guilty of a, a man crime. But now, of course, they realize that's like 95% of Hollywood and it's not going to work if they don't get some of their direct directors and producers back. <laughs> I don't know. So like the James Gunn thing, obviously. So the entire cast of Guardians of the Galaxy support James Gunn. But then they have to write a letter saying, but obviously we don't support his previous tweets about boy rape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... like Thanks. Thanks for clearing. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know, if uh, if they pulled the plug on the movie, yes, that would be that would really affect my bottom line. So that would be horrible. I'm gonna, you know, usually I have really delicate sensibilities. I'm talking about Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Chris Pratt, but you know, in this in this case, it's a special case. What's a few? What's a few child rape jokes? Just happens to be something that earns me a lot of money. So. By the way, I'm totally fine with what they're doing, which is saying that, like, I've never seen him, like, rape a kid or do anything sexually suggestive. Which, by the way, on set, if you work with a guy enough on set and he hasn't done anything bad, that's kind of a, that's kind of a nice record to have since most of them do, do shit. I mean, Kevin Spacey was actively going around set, like, molesting guys. Yeah. So it's not a nothing that you have a clean record on set. I'm fine with it, too, but I know for a fact that Jennifer Lawrence is the same type of person that... that would be like, well, this is not okay. Yes. If if it was someone else, you know, she'd be all bent out of shape about uh, about it and be telling you what you can and can't say, or and you know what's funny and what's not, and et cetera, et cetera. I can't believe that she has retained a man. Um, <laughs> period, because she seems like a total travesty of a human being. Well, she is rich and has big tits. There's something there's something to be said for that. And young, she's young and wealthy and has big tits. Um, but I agree, which is why I think smarter people that are nar nar narcissistic and don't live in Hollywood understand in general, not all of them, that really calling out people for their sins and their moral crimes is a really bad way to attract karma to, <laughs> to attract karma to yourself. I mean, that live and let live seems to be a generally better way to get through life right. as opposed to uh, denouncing people for their sex crimes or their bad, dirty jokes or things like that when you know it's going to come back and hit you eventually. So, Les Moonves, uh, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash Earth. Thanks to all our new patrons. I'm talking to you, Steve. <laughs> Get on the shit now before it disappears. Steve? Steve, he's our latest new, new patron. What's up, Steve? Yeah, Steve. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, Matt, on to the show. Uh, I know this, uh, the idea of changing genders is something that affects you personally. It's a decision you wake up to every, each morning. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes I want to get into a, a club wearing shorts. Yes. And I can't because I'm 
a man and 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 I can't get the discounted drinks, you know, on ladies' night. I've um, always thought you're like maybe two or three surgical steps away from Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> you, could, you could pull that off pretty easily. Uh, so here's something that's been coming down the road. I think we've known about at least for several years now since the transgendered rights have become paramount and preeminent to anything in our legal and social worlds for whatever reason have become such a huge deal is that now defining your own gender has become a thing, saying that you're not gender binary. There's no, again, no, we conclude there's no medical or biological evidence to the fact there's more than two genders. Uh, there may be gender dysmorphia as a psychological issue, and you have mentioned, mentioned the intersex people that you seem very familiar with. Yeah, there's, you know, yeah, intersex. They don't call them hermaphrodites anymore. Um, because <laughs> it's a strange word. I love the term hermaphrodite. <laughs> it's kind of hot, actually, when you don't know what it is. Um, but it's it's a very small number of people. But we've decided somehow that uh, in the last three or four years out of, uh, you know, 40,000 years of human history, that suddenly genders don't matter anymore. And they're no longer... We, we've had some sort of evolution that happened really fast in the last few years. They don't matter, except they matter a lot. Yes. If you're a chick in certain situations, you know, so the, usually the same person saying they don't matter um, the next day or week is going to really claim that they do matter in terms of, you know, pay. Claiming or, rights. Yeah. Well, that's the big issue we've been talking about, which is that if me, especially men can now suddenly claim that they're women, they are going to dominate sports <laughs> They're going to move into areas where they have a distinct advantage by claiming to be women. And at first, it was kind of just guys in high school doing larks, claiming to be girls, and going to the girls' locker room for jokes. <laughs> but now there's some real-world circumstances where claiming to be a woman without actually having to do any surgery or even hormones, which obviously we've always said, like, okay, if you're willing to take hormones and lop off your junk, then, of course, fuck, call yourself a woman because you've gone, you've, gone you've gone the whole nine yards. But now you can just do it on paper, essentially, and so there's a guy in Canada who found that his car insurance rates would be uh, Apparently, car insurance rates are really high in Canada. I imagine there's lots of car accidents in Canada, by the way. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of deer and moose and snow and ice. And, yeah, and, 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 and gay people. And drinking. And drinking and darkness, all that kind of stuff that leads to high, high auto accidents. So this guy in Canada found out that if he, as a man, if he changed his gender to a woman, he could get dramatically lower car insurance rates. He's under 25. He was 24. And in Canada, they have different rates for men and women, which actually makes sense because they have very different gender-wise, very different accident rates, especially young men getting much more fatality, bad accidents and fatalities than women do uh, from drinking and driving aggressively. I think we all know this from just living. Yeah, <laughs> just driving, for sure. Driving with college-age men versus women. Uh, with their 10 o'clock, the women with their 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock in their electric cars are generally pretty safe. Uh, so what he, ha what he did was he got a note from a doctor saying that he identified as a woman. He sent the note to the gov state government, got his birth certificate reissued. I think all this cost him about 85 bucks. Sent it to the car insurance place, and they knocked 150 or 200 bucks a month off his car insurance rates for being a woman. He said it had nothing to do with him wanting to be a woman, just, knock, just getting cheaper insurance. And even then, since he's done this, Canada, the Canadian government, very progressive, that you love, tr uh, Justin Trudeau, has declared that it's too onerous for people to get a doctor's note claiming they want to be a different gender. They can now simply sign the checkbox, change the checkbox on their form and get a new birth certificate with any gender they want, including, of course, non-binary. But why do you need a birth certificate? I mean, what if you're gender fluid and you're a man one, 
one day or one hour and a woman the next. I mean, you, that's discriminatory if you have to keep getting a new birth certificate uh, every day. In fact, it would make being gender fluid, uh, you know, almost impossible from a uh, day-to-day basis. So now I, I feel like that's technically... Like the, like the dead Arquette uh, brother who, decided, who said that every day he woke up and he would decide what gender he was. And one of his pronoun one of his pronouns changed every changed every day. Like yeah, that, that guy. Like that like that dead guy. Uh, well, here's the thing. He only this the birth certificate was only required by the auto insurance place to change lower his rates. Mm-hmm. So he only had to do that one time. So he could go back to being a man the next day, I suppose. And it would only affect him on his yearly re up. He'd have to <laughs> resubmit every year. So he could do anything he wanted. But he's saving himself like eighteen hundred bucks by doing that. And now we're seeing there's stories out of uh, various states where men identifying as women, especially in high school sports are doing and college sports are doing this much more now and they're winning all the championships. Haven't aren't women going to be supremely fucked by this new get to, everyone gets to choose their gender thing because I can't think of a single legal be, legal or social benefit to a woman identifying as a man, but there's certainly benefits to identifying as a woman because women are in a protected class. Yeah, why would you want to identify as a man? If women are so oppressed, yeah, what is a situation where a woman would benefit from identifying as a man? I I was racking my brain, and I couldn't think of a single benefit a woman would get from doing it. You're not going to get hired more often. She wanted to be admitted to, like, the, the... stonemasons <laughs> club or something you're not getting you're not getting there it's not trip. much of a benefit no no i mean I, what does she want to like use the urine the dirty disgusting urinals in the lock in the locker room at the fitness club <laughs> like that's like there's there's actually no known benefit in this day and age perhaps years ago to being seen as a man in despite all those uh, bad hollywood movies where the girl pretend to be a boy in high school uh, there's actually no benefit to being a, a man in the society, but there's dramatic benefit to being a woman, especially if you are a man. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that you know the left has kind of painted itself into a corner on this one, but I believe what would happen is there will just be like common sense will prevail at some point. So like uh, at my gym at Crunch, fairly gay gym. Uh, they were redoing the locker rooms, and so they just closed the men's locker room for quite some time. I'd say the gym is 75% male. Um, so you couldn't even use the bathroom or anything, and it was annoying because it, it went on for quite a while. And then... Um, where, where, were the, where were the down-low hookups occurring? Well, uh, yeah, totally, I think totally guys <laughs> were rioting. The attendance dropped dramatically yes. at that point. I kind of feel bad for the AIDS virus. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought about, you know, well, what if I just went into the women's locker room just because I wanted access to a facility and just said I was a woman? Um, and that would obviously scare and creep out everyone in the locker room. Yes. So what would probably happen at that point is they would tell me to stop doing that because they'd be like, we know you're not a woman. And, and then I'd be like, well, how do you know? And they'd be like, because we just do. And then if I wanted to, I could sue them. And the Supreme Court doesn't have time for shit like this. So at a certain point, some circuit judge would be like, yeah, we just know that you're full of shit. No. Like, you we're think done. so? Yeah, I, I do. So there was this club in Ohio. I don't know if you remember. Like, was it a year or two ago where the man uh, was identified as a woman, uh, still had his junk, but identified as a woman and lived as a woman, was changing in the women's locker room with permission of the club. 
and a woman complained, a woman in the locker room complained, like, there's a woman in here with a dick, <laughs> like, changing. It makes me very uncomfortable. And they kicked her out of the club for oh, complaining yeah. about it. I remember that. Yeah, because they had a policy of, of tolerance, full tolerance policy, where you're not a compl- allowed to complain about anybody's gender or sexual orientation. And the woman was like, I just don't want dick and balls in the ladies' room. So and the they, made her leave, they made her leave the club. Yeah, but she seemed like kind of a, a bitch. Yeah, but if you were like... She seemed like a weird right-wing person. Oh, I'm sure she was. Like, how do you know... How did you know... Okay, so if you saw his dick, yes. her dick... Yes. If she was just walking around with her dick she was doing hanging that bl- out... That blow-drying thing the guys do in the locker room with her <laughs> yeah. their dicks. Yeah, just <laughs> chilling, no towel. Yeah. I could see why that would weird people out, and I don't think that that will ever change, especially women. I mean, what if it's midnight? And you're the only woman in there. And there's a, and the, another large Caitlyn Jenner-sized woman with the uh, big hairy balls. Maybe as a full boner. Yes. So there's, that's natural. What, why can't a woman have a boner if she can have a, a dick? Or that woman was lying because to, you know if you're Perhaps. just doing normal changing routine, you know you're you're not really going to see more than a glimpse of someone's. Dick. Well, if you remember, there was all the high school lawsuits where like the girl, the girl, the boy who wanted to be a girl. Uh, was not allowed in the. Li- they wouldn't allow the guy, sixteen-year-old guy, in the li- in the girls' room mm-hmm. because the parents are just and the school is just too weirded out by that. So they had to create separate, completely separate facilities. And then there was always some like broom closet. And they said, "Well, that's not cool because they came in and said we're suing because they need the access to the same f- facilities." Right. And the schools were fucked. And then what what happened was they just turned the women's room into a women's room, and then the men's rooms into unisex rooms. Yeah, so men essentially have lost in the whole bars and locker rooms. Men have mostly just lost. The men's room has gone away. Yeah, there's a women's room for them to <laughs> use at their convenience. Yes, which is still like exclusionary, by the way. But yes. I guess they can. You can do whatever you want uh, if if it benefits women. Yeah, and then there's the anything goes room. <laughs> yes, where the five, we have to go. The five different cartoon characters painted on the on the sign. You can't figure out what two of them even mean. Yeah. There's the, like dick, no dick. There's like a cross-legged thing. There's like it's also like the family room, which <laughs> yeah. I never understood. No. Like what? <laughs> Some no. guy <laughs> with his kid. Like what are you doing in here? Uh, the so, family room. Yes. Have you ever, have you ever gone to the bathroom in a women's room before? Yeah. Like lot, with women lots in it of times. Really? Um, no, I don't mean like a single-use bathroom. I mean like a, a communal ba- women's bathroom. Yeah. Once was on accident. Yeah. I went in and then. Other women came in, and then I, I hid in the stall until they left because mm. I didn't want to walk out. Yeah, that's the opening. If I did a movie about you, that'd be the opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> You're hiding in a women's room stall. But I mean, the, the yeah, the the um. Wait, I, why do you ask? No, I was just thinking. I did it one time when I was younger and drunk, really drunk. It was one of those bathrooms where like it was like those elaborate grill like metalwork grills on the men's room and women's room mm. so like there was a w and an m but i couldn't read them because i was too drunk like it was just like not a very clearly marked thing it was like very ornate like gothic w gothic m and i walked in, I, mean, I walked into the wrong letter and i walked in there and there was a woman in there and she screamed her fucking head off and i just ran out but i thought that's exactly the response you would get as a man walking into a women's room yeah, I've done that in Vegas several times. Yeah. Because w- there's no doors. Yes. So you just stroll in. Yes. And go, oh, and then you turn back around. And-, and I felt like a rapist for some reason. Like, I just felt like a, like a sex offender. When she st- when, anytime a woman screams, you feel like a sex offender. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just got to take a leak. I'm just trying to take a leak. What if this just leads to a massive overhaul of, like, 
how we look at bathrooms in terms of design because like um my friend's bar it's uh there's just it's a small place so there's just two sep there's two rooms yeah but now they're inter interchangeable and that's cool uh because we all know like i would always use the women's room if it was a single one right because i'm like well what does it matter really even though the women have to wait in line at bars to use the bathroom no, I'm saying if for some reason the men's one was occupied, occupied I yeah. would use the women's one. And and women thought they were super clever. They they always do that uh, when the men's room when the women's room has a line, they'll use the men's room. Yes, um, etc. But uh, I just don't feel the need for really communal bathrooms in any sense. No, anymore. it's a bad idea. Like we we need just more bathrooms per capita. You know, people are getting fatter. Or you know, our diets are getting worse, et cetera. Like, you ever go into a restaurant and it seats like three hundred people, and there's like, there's like one toilet. You're like, how is this regulation? Like, there's, there's people. There was a story about people who had uh, 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 gave birth to their baby in the Chick Fil A last week. I don't know if you saw that. Wow. I'm like Jesus. That's just disgusting. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's worse than abortion, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Chick Fil A gave the kid. Gave the kid a Chick-fil-A for life and a job at Chick-fil-A when they turned 14 or 15. Like, wow, that's really, yeah, really the, living up. <laughs> pretty sure just based on the circumstances, this kid is already fucked. And yes. now Chick-fil-A just made it worse <laughs> by giving him free fast food and, and indenturing him into a, a life of fast food work. I think this whole, this whole identify your own gender thing is really going to fuck the title of Title IX stuff in colleges. Because now they're really going to have a lot of problems. There are a lot of tranny athletes already. And I know they have, in the Olympics, they have like the hormonal level requirements. Mm -hmm. You have to reach, a man has to reach a certain level of estrogen in his body before he can compete. But they still have advantages, even at that, because they're coming from a larger muscle mass. So it's like that guy in Australia who uh, competes as a woman who wins every single weightlifting competition. Yeah. And it's just, and there's this kinetic, I saw this Connecticut athlete, it's a guy, now competes as a woman, long hair aside, wins every single track meet. And it's just, I think it's just going to start pissing people well, off. Well, I think it's more the territory of the right to just make up facts to suit whatever it is <laughs> yes. they think. Yes. But I've noticed that uh, the left is starting to do this, too. There was a, a female athlete at Adams State, which is in Colorado, and she uh, was a kicker. Uh, she joined the football team on a scholarship as a kicker. Uh, she kicked in high school. I believe she kicked two extra points and missed a field goal. <laughs> so that qualified her as a scholarship. Yeah. So I wrote a letter to the um, Secretary of Education. Of course you did. Uh, saying, you know, this is clearly discriminatory. Uh, you're taking a scholarship away from a male athlete. Uh, this is favoritism, et cetera. And they wrote a letter back saying, you're wrong. And it made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> it was just a bunch of jumbled shit that they thought would, you know, pass as a as – an opinion basically you're, you're denying the right of a short fat eastern european kid to be the kicker the place kicker on a team well my point was i mean yes in, in that case what, how come a guy can't play for the volleyball team because i called the volleyball team coach and she said no they can't um so this I, is our this is it matt this is car insurance and using the ladies bathroom this is this is gonna be our revenge all you gotta do is change your birth certificate by the way this rule is coming to california as far as i know on the gender thing where you can change your gender without any sort of medical uh, note or definition you can just go to the DMV. Uh, well, I might do it because I, I got um, I did graduate college, but I, I have four years of eligibility left. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I could compete uh, pretty, 
pretty well at most any women's sport. Women's studies major? You're going to go back to UW and, and just crush the competition? I guess I'd have to... Get I'd a, like to see you against, uh, what's her name, Ella, Della, Don, whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> I, I, would pay to, I would pay to see that. that. Ella, she's the WNBA, that tall white chick, whoever in claims. They always have to find the attractive girl in the WNBA, like the one who looks like a model. It used to be like Lisa Leslie, but they're not really not that attra- they're really not very attractive. I might have to go something a little more off the radar than basketball at this point. See, I, I don't play anymore. Yeah. I'm getting older. I don't want to be the guy that they're like, look, we're better than men at basketball. It's like, yes. no, no, no. Yes. I, I barely do You're YMCA anymore. You're on the bench. That would be embarrassing. All right, Matt, let's talk about a uh, female athlete who is, could easily dominate you, which is Serena Williams. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> she could definitely – what do you think she benches? Good Lord. Although I was watching I, – I, once you go delve into YouTube uh, for men versus women in sports, I realized there's a whole series of uh, videos where, like, top female athletes are the strongest women they could find, like arm wrestling, just regular dudes they find at a bar. Mm-hmm. And the guys that were at the bar were just beating them dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, the muscle difference, the skeletal muscular difference is so dramatic that even, like, just some fat dude at a bar could just dominate, like, the strongest woman they could possibly find in arm wrestling. It wasn't, it wasn't really even close. I'd, yeah, I'd say I could beat most any Olympic female athlete at arm wrestling. Yeah, I mean, anyone who was a legitimate woman, I think you could probably beat. Although, you know, there's some little I'm sure girls. there's a few power lifters <laughs> that... You know. Maybe, but they, uh, they were showing like even the power lifters and the guys just off the street were stronger than the, po- the female power lifters. Mm-hmm. Just because it's just the frame and the muscle mass is just so much dramatically different than women that even you can only get so much stronger by lifting weights over and over every day with based on your frame and your muscle mass. Uh, unless you're Serena Williams, apparently, who was uh, put on uh, some like 40 pounds since she got pregnant. I don't think that's hollow muscle either. No. I, I don't th- <laughs> I think she's... Um, she got, like, offensive lineman-type muscle. She might be, like, the strongest woman that's ever lived. She's got that stuff where, like, where, they, where the guys uh, in the professional wrestling rap, what is that, they put, like, the rubber band thing around their biceps? Yeah. Like, to make their biceps look even bigger? Like, Hulk Hogan would tie that rope around his bicep, or the ultimate warrior would. It served no purpose, really, other than to make your bicep look bigger. You look cool as fuck. That's yes. what purpose it served. <laughs> yes. I think she should do that. So she, we never got a chance to talk about this last week. So after Wimbledon, uh, she, I guess she got P-tested again. And she claimed in a big uh, social media frenzy, back, supported by every uh, politically correct person ever. As a black woman, do you think she's getting discriminated against? Yes. Um, you know, they, they, they obviously, if they're testing her more than anyone else, it's, it's a reason for that. It's in, in that, whether it's conscious or subconscious, and I would say conscious, it's the fact that, you know, that she's a black woman and they're expecting, they're looking for some reason to, to be able to take her down or discredit her. That she was being discri- clearly discriminated against in drug testing by the Women's Tennis Association or where the fuck it is. That she gets tested more than anybody else. And that it, she, she knows, just as imply, I think she was implying, as a black woman, that uh, anytime she wins a title, she's going to get tested immediately the next day. Um, and how unfair this was. And everyone just sort of agreed with her that this was clearly biased. And I, I assume she meant, she never said it, but I assume she meant because she's black, since so she's the only black tennis player. Uh, I don't know what else she would be basing her discrimination case on, since they're all women playing. Um, but is it, is it possible, Matt, is it possible that WTA, WTA is testing her more than the other women tennis players because she has three times the muscle, the muscle mass. She weighs 50 pounds more than everybody else, and she's 
on her way to dominating the sport like no woman ever has in the history of tennis? Well, first of all, I know you're convinced that she is being tested more, but we have no... This is just her word that she's being tested more than other women, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I don't... I don't imagine they test a lot in women's tennis. I mean, those are pretty small ladies. Most, most of them are pretty small ladies. So it's not like Barry Bonds showing up with a hat size five times bigger than before. There's no, I mean, you, you can watch it's women's kind tennis. kind of like that. Well, with her it is, I mean. Oh, right. But if you look at most of the women's tennis players, they're kind of like just normal-sized girl, skinny girls with skinny arms and skinny legs. Yeah. You don't see a lot of muscle. You, I mean, they're, they're strong-ish for women, but you don't see a lot of mu- bulk muscle on those bodies. Because honestly, I don't think they could move very fast if they had that kind of muscle. Um, So she may very well be tested more than anybody else. But if you're going to have a testing program and you're not stopped by the union from, you know, doing testing as you wish, why would you not test the person who is dominating the sport and can bench press five other other women competitors? Yeah, I mean, she's obviously doing something she's not naturally and she's also g- getting older getting up in age how old is she in her late, uh, late she's 20s? in her uh, like 33 34 i think okay so you don't start building that kind of muscle at that age and I she mean, had a ba- she had a baby last year from which she almost died during childbirth matt like so many yeah i'm seeing a pattern of things i don't think are true <laughs> like so many women like so many famous women are who are dropping regularly from birth from, from giving birth in the united states uh, I mean, is it, I want to point out, like, yeah, is it discrimination on her skin color or is it discrimination on the fact that she just looks dramatically different than every other woman on the court and she's won 28, championship, 28 championships? And are the people at the, uh, you know, association in, like, a spotlight scenario where they know for a fact that she's guilty of doing something, of taking something? Yes. And they really want to bring her down because... Uh, a, they don't like liars and cheats who go hide in a panic room when the testing guy shows up so they can get clean piss and flush out their system, as she did. I bet her piss person gets paid a lot of money to keep clean. <laughs> or maybe they just you know, really respect the integrity of the sport, which would be weird, but... Uh, you know, maybe they really want to get her, and and the fact that she's this, this is very Lance Armstrong. How she's yes. she's now going after the testers, yes, which is what a guilty person does. Um, so you know, maybe they're like, okay, well, let's let's go for it. Lance let's. Armstrong sued. Do you remember he sued the testing associations? Yeah, he <laughs> called them liars. Yes, and he su- actually launched a civil, like, multi million dollar civil lawsuit against the organi- against the, the cycling organization and the testing organization. For claiming that he was dirty, for claiming he was dirty, he went full bore, man. I mean, not only did he denounce the public, he actually launched a huge legal lawsuit against them for for defamation, which is pretty amazing to do when you're dirty. When you're, you know, you know you're dirty. Yes, someone should have told him not to do that. Uh, <laughs> that's totally sociopathic, and that's probably what I would do if I was guilty. Um, yes, but uh, obviously, uh, I mean, why would they test? Why would they bother to test? the girl who loses every match or the 180th ranked player in the world who never ever won and who Serena beats like in 33 minutes in straight sets. Of course, they're not going to waste time testing that woman because even if she is dirty, she's not doing it right and she's not affecting the sport because she keeps losing. So of course, they're going to test the person like Lance Armstrong who wins the Tour de France like eight years in a row. The American who comes over with inexplicable levels of endurance and, and defeats all the Europeans eight years in a row. Of course they're going to test that guy. Partly maybe because he is American and they just hated that. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess any any super outlier would be worthy of, of testing more. 
Yeah. Now, in baseball, like they couldn't test Bonds more than anybody else or McGuire because they're protected by the union. So they had to do like the same testing schedule for those guys as everybody else. But in these other sports, in cycling, WTA, they can kind of launch. They just need someone to sign a paper. They can launch like a testing schedule on anyone they want. And, and if they had like the autonomy to do that, like say this would be like in the NFL. Who's the biggest, I don't know, in Dominic and Sue, right? He's arguably one of the, the biggest players in yeah, the league. But he's not 40% stronger than anybody else in the league. Yeah, if there was a guy that was three times his size yes. and was racking up 24 sacks a game. Yeah. If I was in charge of testing, I would want to test that guy more. Than yeah. The, than well, also, everyone Tom in the NFL Brady. is actually dirty. So... <laughs> Whereas in tennis, it probably for women, it probably doesn't. Maybe they are. T- what's her name? Tested positive. The uh, the Russian chick tested positive for steroids. Uh, the the I can't remember her name right now. The Russian, the yeah, pretty hot chick, and they kicked her out. And they kicked her out for like a year. So maybe some of them are taking you know, steroids. It would be odd that Serena would be the one not taking them, considering she's so much larger than everybody else. And it's not just that she's big. She's big. She's like LeBron. She's huge, but she's got tremendous speed. Which is sort of the difference maker. Like you can get like Brock Lesnar big, but you could probably beat Brock Lesnar in tennis because he probably does not have great lateral <laughs> lateral movement at 280, 280 pounds of muscle. He's probably not very quick to his left and to his <laughs> to his right. Right. But to be like Serena or LeBron, where you're the biggest person in your sport, the strongest person in your sport, and also the fastest and the like the quickest the quickest dexterity, that's unu- that's highly unusual. Yeah, but it's not even. A great analogy with LeBron because he's roughly the same size as everyone else. It'd be like if there's well, a 500 he is, pound. Uh, he's str- I think LeBron's stronger than anybody his size, and he's with his at his speed. He's stronger than anyone at his speed. That's for sure. I mean, the big the guys who are actually way more than him can't keep up with him speed wise. Right. And the guys who can't keep up with him speed wise are much have 60 pounds less muscle on them than he does. Yeah. That's so true. he's definitely he's definitely a freak of nature. She has everything but the LeBron like brow. The pronounced brow, although I assume that's coming. I don't know. I just don't like I don't like I don't mind the fact that she bitches and complains. I don't like the fact that everyone has to jump on the bandwagon and pretend that it's a real thing just because it's Serena Williams saying it. I mean she is like the darling of the media. And I just hope she comes up dirty. I hope they test her for dirty. Me too. And then Oprah will make a movie about how she was like they, they faked her test or something like that. You just you can't look that dramatic it's not her skin color, it's her fucking biceps and her traps and her quads. Like if she was if she was Brock Lesnar as white as Brock Lesnar and playing tennis like that, I would test the shit out of her. Matt, we got an email from Mike. Uh, he wants to know: Is there really going to be a Fox News movie, a movie about Fox News starring every single A-list blonde actress in Hollywood? And this is some kind of weird obsession with. Do we have a weird obsession with cable news outlets? So there's this movie about Roger Ailes being a sexual harassing, gross, disgusting guy at Fox. And uh, touching the vaginas of lots of female, a- aging yet blonde and big-breasted female news anchors trying to make their way up at Fox News. Um, I have no. Oh, it's going to be called Fair and Balanced. Get well, that the groping was and probably is a problem to some degree. It is an interesting topic to focus on within the realm of Fox News, uh, which is a state-run propaganda outlet. Uh, which traffics in misinformation. I'm just saying, if there are a lot of ways you could take the Fox News movie, it's very. I'm not surprised that this is the direction. There's no way. Going. There's no way that. Well, of course they're going this direction because there's no way that like 
Hollywood, you know, left of Hollywood could make a movie about Fox News without looking like sour grapes, right? Because it'd be like, you know, the Republican group doing some MSNBC thing about Rachel Maddow and somebody else. Something like that. There's not, yeah, there's not a great way to present it uh, in terms of the details because it's, you know, it's, it's more of a documentary yes, subject than correct. a uh, It's more of a Michael Moore. Michael Moore. It's more of a Michael Moore movie. So when you bring in, uh, they have Nicole Kidman coming in to play a, a, a report, female reporter at Fox and uh, Margot Robbie is going to play uh, Megan Carlson, I think. And they just got Charlie Theron to play, uh, I don't know, Megan Kelly. <laughs> it's just like. What is it with foreign white women that they love playing American, like ultra American women? Like, in. Well, these are the biggest. I mean, first of all, they're looking for blonde, obviously looking for blonde women to play the blonde, famous blonde women of Fox. But it's like, these are A list, these are $20 million, $15 million movie women. This is a big. This is like a cast you would get for like a Tarantino film or a big, you know, big director films like that. You can't get these ladies together for the movie for most things. So it is clearly like this, like I want to be in the Fox movie. But like who's playing like Gretchen Carlson, like the Minnesota <laughs> pageant winner who went on to be fingered by <laughs> fingered by Roger Ailes and then soon for 20 million dollars. This isn't we were talking about before the show. This is exactly like exposing DuPont or Monsanto government corruption or drone strikes or military industrial complex. This is a gross fat dude at Fox who basically had his way with some women and or threatened to like fire them if they didn't have, you know, go down on them or whatever. It was Harvey, like sort of a Harvey Weinstein thing. Yeah. Um, but this is not like a world churning, you know, news this is about a gross, really fat dude with five chins who basically <laughs> could hire or fire like middle age, aging blonde women and so they had to do his sexual bidding or, or just suffer his dirty jokes and him grabbing their tits, which is OK. But like when you're doing Fox, when you're Hollywood doing Fox News, it's like, OK, who wants to be who wants to be Megan, Megan, Car Megan Kelly? Who wants to be Megan Kelly? And like every A-list actress steps up. I'm going to be Megan Kelly. Like that's the role of a lifetime right. to be the Fox News chick who was like blonde and, 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 and pretty and then got hired away by somebody. These are not like historically important characters no I, I, and i i do think this is a whole sidebar of like no one wanted to make the fox news movie when you know they were promoting war and whatnot no. uh, all of a sudden this is a you know a really important issue uh who's gonna play roger ailes in the in the fat suit they haven't cast it yet but i assume every single uh, uh from seth rogan to uh, every single uh virtue signaling hollywood person wants to play roger ailes as creepy and horrible as uh, creepy and horrible as possible um i don't mind the fact I mean, these guys are all disgusting people obviously it's just the fact they're doing a fox news movie and they're like every a-list actress is is going to waive their wave their fees their standard fees because no way they could pay them all uh, to do this film because it's such an important it's such an important topic it's going to be just smack of just horribleness all and over and it's going to be you know the new yorker is going to fawn over it and uh, you know every movie reviewer oh i, I think they're probably going to like this one uh, i mean i remember seeing that movie w when i was in college i was really yeah. upset about the george w bush administration yeah so i went and saw that movie like kind of pat myself on the back and you know, it's an Oliver Stone movie. I felt like it was some kind of duty for me to see that movie or something. <laughs> it was Josh Brolin playing George W. Bush and uh, Richard Dreyfuss playing Shane. Anyway. It's always the same guys. Yeah. 
and it's not Oliver Stone's best work. Um, and now, like, I, I look at a movie like that, and I'm like, uh, no, I'd I'd rather see a fun movie. I don't I don't think I need to see that movie. No, I'd rather see these women in the Road War, next Road Warrior, or something than I would in Fox. They don't need to make important movies. And by the way, the Fox News thing is sort of important, but there's some weird obsession. So I looked at the numbers. So like Fox News gets like three million viewers, and the other CNN and MSNBC get closer to like two million viewers for all their shows. So there's 220 million adults in the United States. So literally, like less than two percent of the people watch Fox News, and a little less for the other outlets. So for 98 percent of the people, they just don't watch cable news. But it so dominates the discussion, like in New York and Los Angeles. They're like those people, like even people that aren't uh, hate Fox News or would hate Murdoch, they just don't watch. They don't give a shit. They're not like thrown off by like Sean Hannity is not like their anti-hero. Well, their a lot of them are getting their information through Fox News, though. Well, most they're 60 percent of people in the country are getting their information through Facebook. <laughs> from, from Facebook. Well, I think, yeah, I think Fox News filters down to a lot of things, including like Sinclair and local news. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I do think they influence a lot of people's opinions. But that's not what they're going to be covering in this movie. <laughs> no, covering, like, no a, that would be too, a too sexual, complicated. A sexual harassment case. I mean, this is like yeah, revenge. about the butt grabs. This is a weird shit like revenge. So, like, all the right-wing the weird dudes are finding all the old tweets from, like, lefties in Hollywood where they talk about child rape or whatever else. The Sir Silverman joke about uh, having sex with a child. And now the left's going to make a movie about Fox News. We're going to show how disgusting the people of Fox News are. I just don't think most people really literally care. Not just, you know, not just in... in the middle of America, where they clearly don't care about this. I just don't think people are that obsessed with this kind of stuff. Like, that's a topic they really can't wait to see. No, this movie would bomb. And, you know, it, it would be, uh, you know, the the, the lesbians in, in their sweaters showing up way <laughs> before the previews start yes. and everyone, like, making eye contact. Like, yes, 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 we all know it's a, you know, it's not a great organization. Uh, I wonder how many of these actresses actually worked for Fox News's parent company in the recent. Oh, I'm sure uh, they all. I'm sure they all did. I wonder how many of them had sex with, uh, did the exact same things with Harvey Weinstein to get to get jobs. <laughs> I mean, it's just this is not the way. I don't think people. I don't think people on the left and people on the right, partisan people, make horrible creative decisions. Just absolutely horrible creative decisions, because they all both sides live in this weird bubble, where they only talk to people that agree with them. And they go, what about this idea? They go, oh, my God, you've got to do that. That would be so amazing. <laughs> like, it's time to blow the lid off this thing <laughs> that, like, 98% of people just don't give a shit about because they're, they're busy doing other stuff. Are you sure this movie is actually going to get made? Yes. I kind of want to bet you that it's not going <laughs> to no, be made. It's getting, it's getting made. It's like, okay, so you hate Fox. I get it. And Roger Ailes was a pig, although he's, 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 at least he's dead now. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, nobody cares about the sexual harassing boss at the, at the news company. So if they're not going to do it about... Yeah, Charlie Rose. We're not going to do about. Kev they're not going to make a movie about Kevin Spacey. They're not going to make a movie about stuff. I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about the political aspect of Fox, that might be interesting as a, as a, a, a document. Roger, uh, what's his face, a documentary. But you know, seeing a, a piggish guy like assault women. This is more of like a female harassment Me Too thing. Yeah, it's more of a Lifetime movie. Yes. Than a uh, Hollywood, you know, big budget movie. Yes. Does anyone care about Gretchen Carlson? By the way, she got, I think, $40 million out of Fox in her, in her settlement. No. I would let Ailes And Megan Kelly is now on CNN, isn't it? NBC. Uh, NBC. NBC. Highest, so paid, highest paid person. After they fired Matt Lauer, she became the highest paid person in NBC News. So we kind of, by we, I mean, the 
you know, general public progressives. I, th- I thought they had kind of given her a pass on being a right wing shill for the better part of many decades. No, I think they're still liking the fact that she's failing, but she is at NBC News now taking down right wing guys, whatever. I just I feel like because we live in L.A. and and, uh, and you also have Rachel Maddow poster above your bed that uh, there's like this weird like love me some Maddow. This is a total like bubble social bubble thing where I could see people going to parties and go like, oh, my God, you're going to be playing Gretchen Carlson, uh, you got to make him look really bad and, like, show her struggle against Fox News. This is going to be so awesome. And then, like, everybody outside of, like, Brentwood is like, I'm not seeing this movie. This is the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> it sh- this should not have of, – of all the movies that, that should be made, such yes. as one about D.B. Cooper, uh, who jumped out of an airplane with a bunch of money and was never seen again, first of all, that that's a better movie right there. Yes. We all know that. Um. Yeah, I don't. It, someone needs to say no. It, it would be like if because right right wing people do this all the time. It just the movies don't get made because there is some truth to, you know, people discriminating against their ideas. There's also some truth to discriminating against ideas that should be discriminated against. Um, and that I think that's a good idea sometimes. Because uh, you can't be like, I have this really fucked up idea, and you're like, well, that's not a good idea, and you're like, wait, you can't discriminate. Yeah, you can. Um. But uh, there's all these right-wing guys that are like, well, we're going to start a right-wing comedy Saturday Night Live, but it's for conservatives. And it's like, okay, well, that'll never work because uh, it's not funny because you're all full of hate. But, you know, everyone has these same ideas that are, that are very self-indulgent. It just happens yes. that uh, this one is th- – these, these kind are getting made right now. Well, but when you start spending $50 million on them or $75 million on them, then it's a whole different thing. Because it's like not like a, a you know a not a cheap inexpensive documentary. Then all of a sudden it becomes like a, a you know a passion project for all of Hollywood, right. something like that. I don't get it. So Demi Lovato lies. Uh, apparently she's still in the hospital. She's uh, ill. She has a fever. She can barely move. She may never sing again. Who knows if she'll survive? She's in ICU in some kind of giant incubator. Uh, 25-year-old, whatever it is. Her life is almost almost perished. And here you are, Matt, attacking her <laughs> in your opinion piece on mattralston.net about how she faked her overdose uh, to make a few bucks on a rehab clinic investment. Yeah, well, I do feel bad that uh, she's obviously still in the ICU. And oh, or she's faking it. She's faking some, it. Probably did some, but I, I went out of my way in the thing to say, look, I, I feel bad for her. And this, this has really nothing to do with her. Uh, she, okay. So I guess it was two years ago. I was reading an article that is like Demi Lovato buys the rehab clinic where she went to rehab. I'm like, that's really strange. <laughs> it's like, how, how great was that facility? Don't you, why would you want to do that? Why yeah. would you want to own a rehab clinic that you were treated in? It turns out there's some Dr. Phil Lackey guru guy that runs it, and he manipulated her into investing money in it. It's a for-profit facility. Uh, so I thought it was weird to want to profit off of rehab when you yourself were just in rehab, presumably you know in, in dire straits and in, in need of treatment. That, that you would look back on that and go, I think I need a cut of that. <laughs> to me, that's a weird impulse to have. I've never been to rehab. I don't think I'll ever go to rehab. But it, it just seemed odd to me. So I emailed CAST centers, 
which is what it's called. And uh, they're like, do you need treatment? I'm like, no. I, I need to ask a question. I want to get in on some of your action. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure if I said I want to invest, they'd you know patch me right over. Yes. Well, they finally put me in touch with this PR firm, which bit of a red flag. Like I don't know why a rehab facility would need a PR firm. It, you know, it doesn't. These are you know these are huge businesses now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes. I mean, these are making thirty, forty million dollars a year. These places now. Yeah, with little success rate. But you know, a lot of rich kids spending Almost their, no success, right? their parents' money. Yeah, because um, you know who doesn't want a vacation. Uh, so I said, "Do you see a conflict of interest here?" I don't even know if these should be for profit, but why did she buy this clinic? What do you guys do? What's your success rate? Who is this Mike? Is it Bear? Who is this weird guy that <laughs> seems to be, uh, you know, pulling a, a, a Brian Wilson's manager type of situation? And they wrote back, uh, where is this going to run? I was like, what does it matter? Just answer the questions. And uh, then they didn't respond. I go, yeah, I still want to know. They go, oh, we sent you an email. You didn't get it. I'm like, this is what public relations, this is what you're getting paid to do? We sent you an email and you didn't get it? Okay. They, they stop you from getting any vital information, which is <laughs> think it's their job. So finally they just go, we're not going to answer the questions. I'm like, I guess that's what public relations is. Like, why yes. don't you bring up some good questions? Yes. We're not going to they're answer just those. Cock they're just giant information cock blockers. So it pissed me off because I thought that was really weird at the time. And so then when Demi Lovato again overdosed, I thought maybe it was a publicity stunt for this, this business that she has. I don't know if the singing is drying up or whatever. <laughs> yes. Or, or, but, you know, maybe her guru guy, uh, you know, roofied her or something. But I thought it was suspicious. Turns out I'm wrong. wrong. I said in the in the yes, article yes. that there's a good possibility yes. that I am wrong. They're probably reading her, your piece to her right now in the ICU. <laughs> she's just shaking. She's shaking and vomit, like white frothing out of the mouth uncontrollably. Well, I'll say this. So there's there's this been a lot of like I think in the last two or three years I forget what law changed, but all these for-profit rehab centers open up in California. I don't mean like ten. I mean like hundreds and hundreds open up in California, mm. and they're taking people from out of state because apparently. The uh, there's a new I forget what it is, but it's healthcare coverage has to cover rehab now. So what they'll do is they'll take they'll send uh, like fly people out essentially from wherever they are into the rehab for like four or five months. The coverage lasts, and when it doesn't work, which invariably doesn't work after the insurance runs out, they literally just kick them out the door. Mm. And this is why we have like a, a dramatically increased number of like homeless and drug addicted in California. Is they're coming from across the country to get uh, these uh, sweet rehab deals or really nice places. Mm. It's all covered by insurance, but the minute the insurance runs out, they literally just pack their cardboard box up and stick them out the front door. Oh, wow. And there's like thousands and thousands of like young men mostly who are now on the streets from Ohio or Kentucky or Wyoming, wherever they are. And they just bill them, you know, until their insurance runs out. And then it's like, fuck, you obviously don't have any money. So now <laughs> there you go. It's just like how, uh, you know, Florida has this huge cottage industry of, of Medicaid scammers. Yes. Right? Like the same exact thing. Yes. But uh, but they're Except so these people are deranged. Yeah. And they're using and they're all almost all unlicensed facilities, but they can't really shut them down. The state hasn't shut them down because they're rehab facilities. So even though they're not meeting state license, they're not sharing their do like success rates or numbers or anything like that. But they, they just buying houses like in neighborhoods, very heavy in Orange County. They're buying houses, uh, multi-unit houses in Orange County 
in, na- in residential neighborhoods and opening up residential rehab clinics. And they're there for like a year or two, then just disappear. I would be none too happy about that if I <laughs> yeah. lived anywhere near. No, one. no, and like the requirement is like to open them up is next to nothing, and the insurance covers them, and you know, so they get like. So whatever. why are the drug addicts coming? Do they actually want treatment, or they're like, I get to move to California for? They two they months. get they want free treatment in beautiful California, right? And their parents or whoever it is want to send them the fuck away. So they send them out to these places, and they, by the way, they have almost a zero percent success rate. Right. So it doesn't succeed, and then they—they're drug addicts on the street. Okay. And they drop, and they're all like in Orange County. Then Orange County, by the way, scoops them up and takes them to other places. Takes them to other places. But this can't account. For, I mean, you have to be somewhat cognizant to to fill out all the papers to get admitted, right? Uh, I, I assume mean, it's you can't mostly, just be full on lunatic. I assume it's mostly parents who are sending their kids away. You know, grown kids to do this stuff. That makes, or caretakers, because yeah, just I mean, from a observa- uh, observational standpoint, like there are so many more young homeless people than there used to be. Yes, there's a ton in more. L.A. I mean, if you don't live in L.A. and you're listening, it's it's insane. I mean, it's like it's it's epidemic. I was out yesterday, and it's hot out, so they're you know, and now that all the coffee shops give, uh, you, you can use the bathrooms that hang on the coffee shops. There are just dozens and dozens of like young male homeless guys. Like around the coffee shops and other places like that, just like it's like Night of the Living Dead. It's like zombies walking walking around, like no shirts, just like cut up pants, walking around with cups of water and whatever drugs are doing, whatever drugs are doing, and like in large num- in large packs, and and large populations of tent cities. Yes. on every anywhere there's like shelter from the wind. Yes, there, there's uh, structures erected full of, I would assume, stolen goods. Um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> stolen cardboard boxes. Yeah, they have the, gone through the dumpsters. Well, you and got stuff. three bicycles. I assume you stole them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think we have. I think California has. I think twenty five percent now of the entire country's homeless population, and it's largely com- well. It's partly the weather. Obviously, you're not going. North. No one's going to North Dakota to be homeless because you'd be dead after one winter. But uh, Florida has the same issue, and Texas to some degree. But it's largely these uh, the drug rehab. And so people that are uh, drug addicted are coming to California, and these are almost all white, younger white males, uh, coming to California and then going through this process doesn't work, and they're kicked down the streets with no job and a drug addiction. Yeah, I'm having I'm having like a no country for old men moment, like (laughs) almost daily in my neighborhood because you know I've lived there for like five years, and it's you know sound like an like an old wife, but it's it's literally turning. The neighborhood is turning to shit. Yes. Like a couple of days ago, there was a guy. So I live kind of on a hill, uh, not a steep hill, but if you build, you could build a lot of speed going down the hill, is what I'm saying? Yes. On a bicycle. So there was a guy riding a bicycle downhill real fast. And there was another guy chasing him who looked like Little Wayne, yeah. meaning like a crackhead. Yes. And uh, so the guy's chasing him going, He stole my bike. You know, he stole my bike. And I go, uh, oh, Do you want me to call the police? Or. You know, because uh, and then and then the guy goes, starts yelling, and he's gay. <laughs> and I go, what What does that have to? Do? Oh, you're just two crackheads. Yes. Well, fuck. <laughs> uh, I guess that's why you, it, <laughs> someone stole your bike. Usually, you're carrying a cell phone on you or something. But it, is, it has gotten really bad. It is much worse. Uh, in, in actually, I don't think nationwide. I don't think it's gotten worse at all in gross numbers. But in, in California and in Florida and a couple of states, it's gotten much, much worse. 
um, like dramatically. And a lot of this is, is this health is this healthcare rehab scam. Um, so the guy, by the way, if you want to make a lot of money, just turn your place into a rehab facility and get insurance billing and taking some uh, <laughs> taking a few a few uh, guys from like Nebraska who got hooked on meth, and you'll get like four thousand bucks a month each for each of them. <laughs> Feed him Jack in the Box for like four months. I could rather starve to death. <laughs> I don't know. So just, Lovato wants a cut of this, of this. Uh, but isn't isn't business. she? Yes, but isn't she actually? I mean, I don't mind the fact that she's and she. I think is probably pretty dumb. So I don't think she actually knows what she's doing. Uh, if anything, it's her handlers who are doing this shit. But you know, she promotes like a. a, a rehab places because apparently it helped her well, i guess not much it's like the kenny rogers roasters of rehab love, love those places uh, she's i mean they attached her name to it which is fucking ironic by the way because she just od'd again yes so is that good like, for, but is that good for business or bad for business I, I would think it would be bad because it would show that you know this this uh, you didn't do something right i mean she's i think i've met like the one or two people globally for whom rehab has been successful and i'm sure you know one or two yourself and they're the most insufferable people i've ever met in my entire life <laughs> there's no winning there's no way you can win because either become that extreme case a person who does overcome their addiction and you're just this horrible person to be around or you just remain addicted forever and you're more fun but then you like horrible things happen to you and you start stealing shits uh, yeah i don't know i i think i know a few of those people but I look in their eyes and and I just feel like they're always just a, a millisecond away from cracking. Yes. So I I could say like, well, as of right now in this moment, you're rehabilitated, but I have no idea what you're going to be doing five minutes from now. <laughs> and even if they've been sober for twenty years, yes, I feel the exact same way. My uh, I was going to tell you a story, but my, a good buddy of mine is. Uh, it had friends, uh, neighbors where he grew up and very close friends with an elderly couple and they had some uh, money and they were close to passing away and they had a young son uh, who was like, you know, this early 30s, but he'd been addicted to drugs since he was like 14 years old, like 18 years in out of rehab, prison, all this stuff like that. And they asked this, my friend, to be their executor when they passed away because they could not leave anything to their son because he's like a fucking crack meth addict for 15 years. They knew that. And I told my friend, don't take that job. I don't care how nice, how much you owe these people in worldly debt. There is no, this guy's 33 years old. Can you imagine him coming to you for money? Like you would have to give an allowance and like he would have your phone number and you know where you live asking for money at all hours a day. Yeah. And you'd have like half a million dollars of his money, but you'd only give him like $5,000 a year to, like, to make sure he blow on drugs. <laughs> like that'd be like the worst obligation ever in your life. Cause that guy's gonna be around for like 20 or 30 more years just fucking whining to you on the telephone about how he needs money for surgery or needs money for like some horrible thing. Yeah. He's not getting over the drug addiction at 33. Yeah. It's, it's a bad situation. I, I mean, imagine the person there's gotta be at least a couple chicks that are bragging to their friends that they went to the same rehab clinic as Demi Lovato <laughs> and like taking selfies. There's a plaque like Demi <laughs> vomited right here for, you know, a day consecutively. Um, I feel so bad for her that you're attacking her and impugning her reputation while she's on a ventilator. <laughs> it's really horrible. Well, no, I do feel bad, but she may not be. I'm just making all this shit up. But no, I mean, I think she's she's not in good health. I, I mean, I hope she pulls through. But um, she, she's she's fine. I mean, she, you just don't recover from that. Even then, like I know the like former meth addicts, you just never recover. 
They just never. They have that look in their eye. They're just a dead eye. Well, Lamar Odom's going to play basketball in China. That should work out pretty well. <laughs> so he said he died and then came back to life. And uh, you know, he did. he's kind of like Anthony Bourdain in that he still felt he could throw back a few cocktails from time to time. <laughs> I feel like guys with like a Lamar, we spend more healthcare resources than like the entire healthcare care resource spent like in the country of Kenya for an entire year to revive him from a whorehouse uh, <laughs> erection pill overdose. <laughs> Like that could have saved that. There's resources could have saved like three thousand people, like in a foreign country somewhere. Instead, <laughs> we spent that on Lamar. Yeah, that's where I think. So, uh, before we change topics, I want to tell you my favorite homeless story ever because I love to share this whenever I get a chance. When I lived in in Washington D.C., it was really warm out in the summer, so all the homeless people would come out. D.C. DC is like one of those downtowns that empties out after on the on the weekends and at night because it's all like people who work in D.C. but nobody lives there. So other than young people who go to bars there, it's like weirdly empty so homeless people come out like crazy at night and uh i once saw a guy who was i would say morbidly obese in his little cardboard little cardboard cutout city he made for himself he took a huge dump on the street <laughs> like as i'm walking by just squats sort of squatty we could barely get off the ground he was so heavy and oh by the way naked and uh <laughs> took a huge dump and i thought to myself like that's disgusting but being a guy i'm very practical i'm thinking like how the fuck is he going to wipe his ass after taking a shit in the street? Um, within seconds, a, what I would call a dwarf, homeless <laughs> dwarf, comes running over with toilet paper wrapped around his hand and wipes the obese guy's ass for him. Wow. <laughs> I thought, like, oh, that's his protector. And now he, everyone has a job. Everyone has a job in this new ecosystem. <laughs> I was just, like, mesmerized by watching this. Watching this thing go down, I thought, like, wow, that's the greatest homeless moment I'm ever going to see in my entire life. Yeah, that's that's hard to beat. I mean, do homeless people, uh, do they wear the eccentric clothing, like, to make friends? Or are they trying to draw attention to themselves? Or are they just crazy? I think they're just crazy. That also, they're grabbing homeless. They're grabbing stuff out of the back of Goodwill or wherever else. Hmm. But when I saw a little midget come by... I thought it's like those, like those, like, you know, the sharks have all those little fish that eat all the insect, like the parasites off them, and they don't eat those fish right. because it's like those. What it's like nature has a way of of uh, finding itself in equilibrium, and that was like there's an obese guy and there's a midget and they're living on the street. What jobs would they have? The obese guy keeps the midget from getting beat up, and the midget has to wipe the guy's ass because he can't reach his ass. I saw a tent. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful, actually. Yeah, it is. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, Jane Goodall should really just, you know, profile those two it's people. It's better than the Fox movie. <laughs> what is it about being homeless that you become real patriotic all of a sudden? Oh, really? I would think if... Have you well, noticed that? Uh, I mean, every, you know, wheelchair has a flag oh, I see. on well, it. Well, those are vets probably, right? Not always. Yeah. I, I, I just saw a tent with the big flag on it, cut it like as the flap, which I thought was ironic. Do you think you get better, like, handouts and stuff like that? Maybe you get more chair. Maybe you get more people giving you cash or something. Maybe I don't know. I would just think if I was sleeping on the sidewalk, it, if anything, it would make me less patriotic. Like I'd, I'd be all about like. Sleeping. Yeah, but I see the guys. So you see the guys carry the sign. The, the guys carry the sign. Like have the army vet sign, and I assume they get they get make more money than the people don't have that sign. Yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for the veterans. I don't. I don't if they're real veterans or not. But I'm just saying, carrying actual announcing yourself as a veteran, I think you're more likely to get panhandling money. Than somebody who's not. Yeah, I agree. It's, I'm it's just a saying. good gig. Although there are there are, by the way, a lot of veterans who are homeless, which is actually kind of sad because it's mostly mental illness and they just 
It is sad, trees. but nonetheless, I would just think <laughs> yes. like, well, this country didn't do a lot for me. Yes, <laughs> like, I don't where, think. I'd where are they going to go? They're going to go like go to go to Mexico, like like cl- go to the border, cross illegally to Mexico, become like homeless in Mexico. Go to Denmark, man. That's set you. You up. think it's good? I don't know. I think there's a lot of good shit here for homeless people. They seem to be doing well. The guys I saw, the, the hordes of the Walking Dead, I saw yesterday. They seem to be doing pretty well. I always wonder, like the guys, because they don't wear shirts, it's easy to check out their body types. And they all seem to be well fed. They're not like, it's not like, I mean, you look at pictures of like the starving in, in sub-Saharan Africa and they're all like skinny as fuck, disturbingly skinny. Yeah. But there's homeless guys here and they're all fat. So well, dude, if you think about it, like I always wondered why. So if you sleep in a tent or like a refrigerator box. Yes. It's like, oh my God, that is so sad. But like if you share, if you're like a bus boy and works your ass off yes. and you, you know, repatriate that money, you, you share a one bedroom, one bathroom with eight other guys. Easily, yes. That's arguably just as bad as a living situation, but no one really feels a lot of sympathy for you, I guess, because you're not out on the street. But Also, you can't do drugs. You can't do drugs in that situation. Because you're saving all your money to send it somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you might. You know, I don't see a lot. I don't see a lot a of Miller High Life. You don't see in LA. You don't see a lot of Hispanic homeless people. No, you don't. <laughs> and you don't see a lot of necessarily. You see some black homeless, but it's generally white, younger white guys. Yeah, who are homeless. I think that's where the drugs come in. Because yes, I just see them just sitting there, and I'm like, dude, I can't sit. Th- I can't just sit there no. for more than 10 minutes no. without being like okay gotta do something yes. even if i'm just fooling myself yes i gotta, gotta, gotta well, it was something it was 108 degrees here yesterday and there was a guy like sleeping on the cement in the sun i'm like you gotta be pretty whacked out to sleep in 108 <laughs> degree heat <laughs> i was like i could barely i couldn't sit down for more than a second even drinking my lemonade i was kind of uncomfortable yeah to be laid out on a piece of cardboard in 108 degree heat Baking like a turkey, you, you got to be pretty fucking wickedly faded. So, all right, that was a sad, that was a really, really, really sad story. I feel terrible. <laughs> so there's a new, there's a new bunch of apps. I love that. I love it. If somebody has an app, it's suddenly a legitimate story to talk about. <laughs> like, you know, it could be anything just completely far-fetched, but if there's an app for it, it becomes a topic of major news, like mainstream news discussion. Right. Like, oh, well, there's an app for it, so it's worth, it's really legitimate. It's really legitimate. That's a good so point. Good. It's like someone makes a TV show that's yes. straight garbage and no one cares about it or, or watches it. That's yes. not reported as a interesting news no. tidbit. No. I think back in the day, if it had a website, it was considered legitimate. Before there were like 93 million websites. There's like if there's a website, then it was considered like a, a news outlet. Right. But that was before like it. Everyone realized it cost a dollar to start a dollar to start those up. So there's new uh, sexual consent apps seem to be taking over college campuses. There's one called Consency. <laughs> so you, they're you, definitely not taking over college. No, campuses. they're not. I, I just I I, uh, uh, I I was thinking about how much college has changed in the last 25, 30 years. It has changed that much. I don't think where people are using consent apps. So. This one you're supposed to take out of your pocket. I assume it's mostly women who'll be doing it. You take a pic, a selfie of yourself, and you repeat the legal assurances uh, into the microphone of that you want to have sex with this person. And then you take a picture of that person. They state their name and give the legal consent. And then Consensi archives that record into a scrambled legal somewhere somewhere that can only be opened by police with a, with a warrant during a legal trial. Hmm. Which is really sexy. It's really sexy. They've they've done. If you watch the YouTube videos for it, where they show the promotional videos, they try to make it look cool. <laughs> there's just, there's no way to dis, there's no way to discuss consent 
in a sexual uh, enticement situation. They should just show one of those casting couch pornos because they do the exact same thing. Oh, with the legal disclaimer, you mean? Yeah, the girl's on the couch and they're like, or we're going to you know, have sex. Show me your driver's license. Yes. Do you definitely agree to do this? Yes, I do. Um, which always struck me as it's very clinical and um, obviously you would have no chance of... Um, the Getting sex would not be on the table. Well, uh, what's once it? You Joe, Fran- Joe Francis used to do that because he was always sued for having underage girls and girls gone wild. So well, he'd yeah, make he, the girls. He's a pornographer. No, he was, but I mean, he was. He would. The girls were always partying in Fort Lauderdale, or wherever. And some of them were high school girls, obviously. So he would make them pull out their driver's license before he filmed them, like lifting their tops up to protect themselves. And I guess it didn't really work because he ended up, ended up having to go to Mexico and <laughs> run away somewhere. But I, I kind of felt bad for him because I think he was trying to make sure they were 18. Joe Francis' story, by the way, more interesting movie than Roger Ailes. Yes, by far. Oh, my God. Joe Francis was an amazingly, amazingly despicable fellow. <laughs> and by the way, friends with the Kard- best friends with the Kardashians, if you knew that or not. Um, so you were supposed to say this consent stuff into the microphone and all this stuff, and then afterwards you can then have sex knowing that you're fully uh, – both have given 2018-level versions of consent so that there will be no misunderstanding between you two. And I know when you and I first talked about it, I, we all, as every guy would, this is the dumbest thing ever. I'm never going to use this. But then I started thinking, like, isn't this actually a good thing for guys, as lame as it is, because you'd actually have a legal record of consent, which is the biggest problem for college sex right now, which is that women, after the fact, can say they didn't give a consent or they were too drunk to give consent. And then a lot of guys are facing rape allegations. Mattress Girl, for instance, in Columbia. Wouldn't you yeah. want, as a guy now, I don't know what it's like as a guy to be like 19 or 20, wouldn't you want to have a legal record of consent? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> f- no, I wouldn't want a record of who I was fucking stored on a cloud somewhere <laughs> to be later hacked. Well, yes, of course. Yours would be an embarrassing, re- embarrassing <laughs> record. Um, I, if, I would be very suspect of any guy that had that because I'd be like, well, what are you doing <laughs> Like, in, when you're not using this app? Like... I would, I would, I would think you're too concerned about this. Um, I mean, from a practical standpoint, yeah, I guess it makes sense, but it's also a kind of thing that, yes, in practice, it sounds okay, but it will never ever happen. Um, so I don't even see the point of, of talking about it because once you bust out that app, <laughs> you're not having sex. No, I can't see how that's going to work. Well, I'll t- t- take it this way: if the woman busted out. As a man, you're still having sex with her because you're a guy and you're still going to have sex with her no matter what. Yeah. So <laughs> if it is a woman, bring it out. But I don't understand how it actually helps the woman because there's only really only cases where men get in trouble for non-consensual sex. Women never do. So I don't really even understand the advantage of a woman having the app in the first place because it can only be used to hurt her, essentially, whereas once she gives consent, she gives away all sort of rights to complain after the fact. Right. And she's never going to get in trouble anyhow. So it really only benefits the guys. And uh, to me, if you're a guy, you're still gonna have you're still gonna have sex with a woman no matter what she pulls out <laughs> legally because you're 19 and you're so fucking horny you're gonna have sex with her no matter what. Yeah, and and I think if the if the woman r- really wants to fuck over a guy, she'll just say, "I was stoned, I wasn't sober," or he uh, had a, you know he threatened me and had a gun to my head before I did it or whatever. I mean, if like, well, you have to take a photo, Matt. That's why they do photo evidence. I don't think it matters. No. Look at Kesha. She accused this guy of rape. They're like, okay, well, here's a deposition where you swore under oath that you've never had sex with him. And you're laughing about it. Yeah. 
But he's never been criminally prosecuted for it. No, but in public opinion, yes. it's like, well, let us provide you with this almost irrefutable proof that she's lying. And then Taylor Swift is like, no, she's still a victim. And you're yes. like, well, I don't know what's real anymore. So, like, I I would think if a woman really still wanted to accuse a guy that this wouldn't matter. Yeah, probably not. I don't see the benefit of this. I see the I see a huge and massive legal and social problem with consent, what consent means anymore. Because really what it means is like, I mean, you can destroy something. Like I was looking at the, uh, reminding of the Aziz Ansari case. So they're going to come back with his Master of None, se uh, season three of his series. And there's a whole debate whether or not he deserved to be back. Like, are they really going to do this all stuff like that? And what really happened with him? Nothing. I mean, he was accused of asking a girl to basically go down on him or go down on her after their date when she went back to his apartment with him and they were making out. And then he started like asking her to like, you know, give him a Hummer. And then she didn't want to, so he offered to go down to her. And she said it was really awkward at that point, which I can imagine he's probably really awkward. And then she left and then wrote a thing, a piece about it that appeared in a New York magazine, which no, 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 not even an allegation of, of misconduct or criminal behavior. And then it's like, he can't work again. Can he work? Can he work again? So yeah, that's that's pretty scary. That I mean, what what's the burden of? I mean, yeah, what's the line to where you're blacklisted? It's someone writes a fairly crappy, unsourced article accusing yes. you of being kind of a, a weirdo. Yeah. Well, Chris Hardwick is back now on his TV shows after his ex girlfriend, who by the way didn't even name him in her piece on Medium.com, <laughs> talked about how he was uh, manipulated her a lot, was emotionally emotionally abusive to her. Which, by the way, because I've got the email from him, I know that he was he's a weird, creepy weirdo who was probably emotionally abusive. But it's not like he can't leave. You know, it wasn't like he chained the door. He was just an ass, asshole boyfriend. You could have left anytime you wanted to. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can be a manipulative girlfriend as well. I think a lot. I've of had us, those before. Yeah, we've had those. <laughs> yes. So I'm not trying to get her fired. No. But uh, I think this consent app, as a guy, I knew a guy in college, I knew multiple guys in college who were accused of, uh, of well, not multiple, but two, who were accused of sex crimes who didn't commit them. I actually probably know a bunch of guys who committed sex crimes that I don't know about <laughs> that were never accused. Right. But I distinctly remember a guy who was this chubby, sad, nerdy guy, and a girl, they went out one night, and there was a club, and this girl who was fighting with her lesbian girlfriend and got wasted drunk, and they had a rip-roaring fight, Picked out the lamest dude she could find, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Not just because he was lame and bother, but because he looked so sad and sad and doughy that she and she didn't like guys. She didn't want to be with like a guy who would really fuck her. And she had sex with him so she could tell her girlfriend that you know tell her off. And then after the fact, she accused him of rape because she couldn't tell her that she decided the next day when sober she couldn't tell her girlfriend she had sex with a guy. And it took him two years in legal stuff to get out of this thing. Um, and it was hor It was absolutely horrible. So I think the Consensi app might have helped. Uh, by the way, I think that was the first time he ever had sex, which is really, 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 really sad. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Imagine the guy, like, just this nerdy dude. Like, he was, like, 20, 19, 20, never had sex. And then some angry girl just grabs him at the bar and says, come back to my place, and we're going to do, do this. And she's just not even thinking at him, looking at him, just, like, texting her lesbian girlfriend listen what i'm doing <laughs> oh, man. he's like oh boy <laughs> and then next day like there's like a police officer at your door somebody else with a notice saying you're accused of sexual assault i mean I, this guy was broken he was literally broken after this um so i think the consensi app would have been nice for him yeah i don't i mean it not, just doesn't not. it doesn't matter any the mattress girl yes got the dude kicked out of school yes 
He, he couldn't get hired by anybody. Then you, yeah, I'm sure his life is still in shambles. He did su- He did successfully sue and won a lar- large amount of money from Columbia University. Yeah, but, after it took however yes. many years. Yes. And, uh, and you're like, well, here's proof that she's lying. These are texts that she sent. Yes. Saying, you know, obviously I'm still into you and not mentioning the rape or anything. And, and uh, it just became very obvious, not only that uh, she probably made it up, but that she was the type of person who would make that up because she was fucking insane. Yes. Hence, she started carrying the mattress around and then filmed a <laughs> porno for women's rights. Yes. Um, she was a very dramatic character. <laughs> I'll, give her, I'll give her that. I wonder what she's up to these days. Do you remember, do you remember she made a, she actually made for her one of her film projects a recreation of the rape that didn't happen in her room? That was the porno I was talking. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. But it was actually a recreation of the guy uh, uh, sodomizing her. And so not only was she like accusing him, she was making video after the fact videotape. Evidence. Well, when you say recreation, I'm picturing a Discovery Channel war reenactment. Yes, she she was. Yes, she was banging a stranger. Yeah, but what I was trying, what she was trying to do was show what she was trying to recreate a piece of evidence from the night she claimed she was assaulted, as if to say like this is exactly how it went down to the nitty gritty pornographic elements of it, and it didn't happen. So it was like. She was making up evidence by well, she lacks credibility in yes. general, but there's no way you had those Klieg lights set up when uh, when this went down. I mean, the lighting was, uh, of course, not intimate. Um, it, it was hard it, to watch. Yeah, but so I think what you're saying is these consent apps don't matter anyhow because they still won't be believed by anybody. Yeah, you're still not going to help you. All right. Well, there there's consensus uh, stock options. I'm <laughs> sorry for that. I agree. I feel really bad. It was bad. I think when I went to college way back when. I don't know how bad it was on your campus, but I can't imagine now. Actually, like all I remember thinking is like it'd be so much easier to have sex with people who don't aren't on this campus because there's just too da- there's just too many like. The school justice system was too hell bent against guys that it was like ridiculous because they could they didn't it wasn't like a legal uh, process they had to follow to like punish guys when girls complained about stuff. Um, it was just you know you could be you could be punished just because a girl accused you of something. I don't know. It never occurred to me. Um, I mostly um, you know dated girls outside of the college, but I never. I never heard it brought up. I never. It, I don't think it was a, a topic discussed. I know there were a lot of actual rapes yes. going down, like like frightening, like you know, guy guy hiding in the bushes type of rapes. Really? Yeah, yeah. In uh, yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was only in the in the, in the TV shows. No, there there was a, like an epidemic. It was probably just some serial rapist, but there was a guy like climbing into uh, windows and, and and doing all kinds of really frightening rapes and. Um, about six four, six five, <laughs> <laughs> tasseled blonde hair. <laughs> no, that was you know people were been out of shape about that for good reason. But um, I don't. It's just I don't know. I must have just missed it. I just don't remember anyone caring about this because I don't know. I I think I was like, well, you know, I'm a respectful guy. You're you're a chick. We want to fuck. I don't know. It I, it just <laughs> never seemed like an issue that needed to be brought up. About Kim Kardashian, I think she's after Demi Lovato. After you kill off Demi Lovato, I think Kim Kardashian will be the next brunt of your of your insane attacks. Um, so she got into a fight. I'm proud to say that I did not. Kn- I do not know who Tyson Be- Beckford was when you told me about Tyson Beckford. He's a male model, like a black male model who was like, I read this from the Wikipedia page, the Calvin Klein model for 
Yeah, he's Calvin a Ralph Cli- Lauren. Calvin, Calvin Ma- Klein private party. He's actually, I kind of like him. He's, he's a pretty good actor. What does he do? Besides, is he actor? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think we're friends on Twitter. Ah. I don't know. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. So he, uh, Susie wants to know, is it possible to body shame Kim Kardashian considering she's a constructed edifice and not a bio life form? So uh, I guess she lost like 30 or 40 pounds as her last pregnancy. But she still has exaggerated tits and super exaggerated ass and hips that are clearly, uh, you know, uh, uh, not real, not biorealistic. She's clearly had implants and other shit done to her and reconstructed her bones or whatever. And Tyson Beckford basically pointed out and said, that's just not from that's just not something that turns me on at all. And then she basically fired back and said, you're just a fucking homo. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you don't like me. Uh, he literally took a photo and and did like a John Madden diagram yes. of like what was not right. Yes, like w- what was kind of freakish about what she's done to herself. Um, Although, is it fair to is it fair to say that with all the freakish shit she's done herself, black dudes still love her? So I mean, it's not like it's not like he's it's not like he's in the majority. I think most black dudes still like her. That look she has? I don't know. I've never talked to black guys about whether or not they like her. I mean, I'd say maybe it's it's on its tail end. It, I'm sure they liked her, you know, five, a few before years it got ago. So, well, she's older now before it got gross. Yeah, it, it went gross pretty, pretty fast. I mean, it was gross, like, from a conceptual standpoint to begin with, but then yes. it became, like, physically kind of like Stephen King gross. <laughs> <laughs> Which just goes to show you too much of a too much of anything is bad. So d- b- breasts too big and hips and, and ass too big. It just went to this weird place where it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And now when she cinched her waist and got really a tiny waist, it's just a bizarreish like close encounter alien type body that I, I guess some some black dudes still like that for some reason. But it's like it's just when she when she actually is wearing like a bare midriff thing and a, like a tight spandex outfit. It's just freaky. It's kind of freaky looking. Like, it, wonder how she's gonna walk. How she's gonna be able to walk? Yeah, it's gonna be looked back on. Like, you know, someone's gonna buy her her bones and like set them <laughs> up in a museum or something. <laughs> like Michael Jackson's nose falling off. Yeah, she's her ass. Like one of her ass cheeks just fall off. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird, and she's defensive about it because this is her life. I mean, yes. it, you know, you're becoming people point when you walk down the street. Yes. Um. And not like, hey, look at that beautiful woman, but like, hey, what the fuck is that? You know, that? she's only, she's 5'2". I don't know if you know that. Yeah. So and her sister, well, Chloe's like 85 feet tall, but uh, the other one's like five feet tall. These are like, it's weird because not only are they uh, that weird, exaggerated, uh, horrific, exaggerated hourglass thing, but they're really tiny as well. So it's almost like a midget porn weird fantasy fetish thing. It's almost like a cartoony, like midget sex doll kind of thing going on yeah well yeah i would assume being kind of squat in a way and i don't mean that i mean there's plenty of really hot five foot two chicks but um it's almost like a like how the male bodybuilders are usually pretty short yeah compact yeah like it's easier to like pack stuff in there and yeah but when you see when you see like i I saw recently like a a guy at the gym he's like bodybuilder ripped muscles but he's like five six yeah it still looks weird it looks weird because he's like so short, but his body is so huge. It's like he's his mu- he's just proportionally he looks like you know Schwarzenegger, but Schwarzenegger is like six three. Yeah, but he's five six, and so when you when you stand next to him, you're like, wow, you're like a little boy with massive muscle, <laughs> like massive muscle. Yeah, it is weird. I remember seeing one of those bodybuilder 
magazine covers, and the guy's raising his arms over his head to flex his muscles. Yeah. And his hands, with his arms extended upwards, don't go above his head. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, how is that even? So, like, yeah, if you're that kind of body type, these guys actually work out because, you know, they're guys. But, uh, you know, another option would be injecting stuff. If, you, if you're if you that body type and you wanted to inject a bunch of um, silicone into your biceps, it would hold a lot more fluid than, yes. like, my bicep would, yes. for example. Well, if um, you're tall, so Khloe Kardashian has the exact same body type. They've done the same surgeries and shit to her. But she's like 5'10 or whatever she is. So it looks, she can like cover it differently. So it still looks weird when she wears like spandex, whatever. But she can wear like bigger women's clothing. Yeah. And it kind of like covers up. Just like Sha- like Shaq doesn't look so strange when he's in like a suit because he's just such a big dude. But if you had like the same Shaq like size legs on a smaller person, it would look bizarre. <laughs> She's just not, and by the way, I don't think you can body shame someone who has like turned their body into a work of commercial art, whatever you want to call it. It's like a painting now, or it's a car, or it's like a house, where it's an object. You're not describing a woman, you're describing the, the, the look of an object that you might purchase. Well, I don't think that's the way she thinks of it. No. And, you know, she, she's looking at it like um, my feelings are hurt as if, <laughs> yes, as if she was born that way. Like, but the sad thing about it is that's all she has. Uh, well, she's turned it into quite a bit. Yeah, she was. She was a the mark. She was a marketing genius who first figured out that the exaggerated body would somehow get her NBA stars and and get her uh, huge TV contracts and makeup deals and whatever else it was. Well, I think her mom figured that. Yes, out. Yes, of course. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying she's obviously an incredibly superficial person. Yes. I mean, no one, no one could deny that. Well, also, by the way, what would not mention is that she just uh, called Tyson Beckford a homo, <laughs> and apparently, no one's. That's okay. You're allowed to do that if you're if you're Kim Kardashian, because I'm not sure like Roger Ailes would be able to get away with that. A yeah. dead, dead fat Roger Ailes could get away with yeah, that. Yeah, I saw in the Huffington Post, which coincidentally I think is all female editors. Yes. And the way they phrased it was. Tyson Beckford body shames Kim Kardashian, not Kim Kardashian race, uh, homophobic drops a homophobic slur, right? That wasn't the headline because you can no. really take it either way. Uh, no, if you wanted to describe what happened, if it if, if if it was a guy and a woman said she wasn't into him and he said that's because you're a lesbian, it would have been a headline in the it would have been a headline in the Huffington Post. Yeah, it would have not been cool, but. She's also got like that family. Like they think they're black because they fuck a lot of black guys. Like I feel like they they think they can get away with dropping in bombs and and braiding braiding the hair, the cornrows in the hair. Oh yeah, I mean that. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Just calling a guy a sissy. Yes. Um. I. Well, you're defending Beckford here too. I think he is probably gay, but. I don't know if he's gay or not, but either way, I think he's like, yeah, and? Like, <laughs> if he's not gay, it doesn't bother him. Yes. If he is gay, it probably doesn't bother him that much either. He's like, well, you're the one walking around with the, you know, garbage bag full of God knows what shoved up your asshole. So, uh, you know, who, who's the real loser here? You know? It's pretty gross. I, I don't understand the guys who find that attractive at all. 
Um, I mean, there's a point, you know, fake breasts. Everyone in LA has fake breasts. So that's pretty nice for a lot of ladies. But that exaggerated proportions on ladies, there's something, there's something alien, creepy about the whole thing where you're no longer human. Where it feels kind of like bestial, bestiality a little bit when you uh, start getting sexual thoughts about that. Yeah, at that point, you may as well fuck a robot or, or a, a, mm, a doll wait for, or something. Can't wait for the robots to come. Because it's got a really, it's one thing to see it in a photo. I've never um, met her in person nor do I want to, but it's got to look even weirder when you really, you know, get down to, to business, you know? I would think uh, Kanye is exploring some different options. For, <laughs> I'm not sure how they, how they made Trump, but I'm guessing it's not the, not the, not the conventional way. <laughs> All right, Matt, it's time for our final segment, uh, which can only be heard by our pa- Steve and our other patrons on Patreon.com. Uh, for all those who are willing to donate a dollar a month to hear the extended content from Last Man Earth podcast, it's our Pennies in a Bunch segment. Thank you to our Patreon members. Matt, you have something you wish to sell for yourself besides your uh, stealing bicycles and climbing into windows? Uh, MattRalston.net and Twitter at Matthew Ralston. And um, yeah, I don't know. If you go on, my, if you go on MattRalston.net, there's a link for a mailing list. Um, which you might want to, if you're down, you know, sign up for that. Are you going to announce the next uh, deathly ill uh, female, uh, petite female celebrity you're going to take on <laughs> as you speak truth to power? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Demi. <laughs> uh, she, she doesn't make it. I'm really going to feel bad for her and for you. All right, last month, talk to you next week. <laughs> Thank you.